Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihil ameen. Rabbishrah li sadri, wa yassir li amri wahlul uqtata min lisani yafqahun qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome all. You're listening to Hamza, Rahil and Shafiq. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Verbal Outpost, where we like to have an informal conversation about real topics. We'd also like you to take part to make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com and please share your thoughts. Right then, let's get straight into the topic. Now today, we will be talking about a few different topics all interconnected we want to talk about materialism we want to talk about products about brands about acquiring wealth about purchasing things all those things we'll look to bring together inshallah and really by the end of it we just want to be a little bit more self-reflective in the way that we acquire wealth and the way that we purchase things as well and how we spend our hard-earned wealth so hopefully inshallah it'll allow all of us to be a little bit more reflective by the end of the show and it follows on quite nicely from Rahil's show last week which was about self-reflection so i hope that we can continue that conversation and narrow it down into this particular area okay so i'll tell you what i'll do let's make it controversial right from the beginning I'm going to throw it out there to both Raheel and Shafiq and ask you, let's go into brands. If you can name three or four of the biggest brands that come to your mind, just without too much thought, just what are the top three brands that come to your mind? I think for me, probably Apple, Sony, uh, I'm going to struggle with the third one. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> You're struggling with the third one. I know, I know. <laughs> Raheel's not your typical consumer. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah. Apple and Sony. Okay. Yeah, I, I was surprised you said Sony. <laughs> the first thing is like, yeah, I could be way behind on the, um, okay. no. the top lines, as it were. <laughs> no, no, that's fine, that's fine. I did say the first three brands that pop into your head, so that's fine. I may put you on the spot. Go on then, Shafiq. Um, I mean, if Give it's it only th- yeah, if it's only sort of three, then I'd say Google, Apple, um, Netflix. Google's a good one. I like that. I should have okay. said Google. <laughs> I've got more, but yeah, if, if you only have the three. Go on then. Go on. Give us a few more. Uh, there's Facebook, uh, McDonald's, IKEA, Tesla. Okay. Okay. All right. There's some sort well, of ones that are in the media at the moment. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, immediately, the most common thing between all of those is that they're the biggest tech firms. So, I mean, Apple, Sony, Google, Netflix, Facebook, big technology companies. Um, And then you mentioned McDonald's, IKEA, and then Tesla, another what you'd consider a tech company to a certain extent. To a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a car manufacturer, but, but, but tech to a certain extent as an innovative. But okay, interesting. Yes, I mean, 
I want to explore this a little further. So, so just immediately what comes to my mind, um, you've already mentioned a few of them. So McDonald's, Starbucks, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Mercedes-Benz, Google. They're just a few that come to mind. And it's interesting because we've all come up with quite common brands. And one that all of us mentioned was Apple. And in terms of valuation, do you guys know what what Apple's brand is worth? So just to put it into perspective, just just that name and the logo, how much that is worth? I don't know the value. If I was to guess, I'd probably say maybe around the billion mark. Yeah, I'd say in the billions as well. Billions or billion? Well, I said billion. Billions. I'm thinking that. <laughs> Go on then, Shafiq. Give us a How number. many billions? I don't know how many billions. Uh, let's, well, I mean, let's go with well, 10 billion. <laughs> 10 billion. Well, I mean, yeah. billions could be anything from 2 <laughs> to 999. So it's a pretty wide window. Okay, so 10 billion. Okay. No, I just threw, okay. threw that out there. Uh, I said. Okay. Well, I mean, just putting it into perspective, you know, 10 billion is a shocking amount. Mm. That's a significant amount. But it's it, the, the brand is valued at 330 billion wow. so that's that's a shocking amount the value of that brand but it's interesting i mean i i thought i'd just explain what materialism what brands and products mean to me i think it's always helpful when you do when you're doing your own radio show i think just to be able to break it down into its components what it means to you i think really helps to crystallize it in your own head and just the thought process behind it so, I mean, in terms of products and brands, if I was to break it down, I think you've got your product and then you've got your brand. And then if I was to break down the product into two components, I'd break it down into a need and a want. Okay, so there's products that we need, there's products that we want. So if I was to take a need, um, yeah, clothes, for example, a t-shirt or jeans or some form of clothing, I consider it a need. And I'm sure most people would. Um, a want may be... Uh, you know, a uh, an Xbox three, well, Xbox One now. Well, actually, I think it's X One, Xbox. That shows your age. <laughs> a se- series X or something. I've lost, yeah. but I've lost track okay. of where they are at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're PS six or whatever it is. So, you know, that I would consider to be a want, um, and so, so a need and a want within a product, and then you've got to add a brand onto that when you purchase a product you also buy a brand. So opening up that brand a little bit further, I see it as brands that cater to more of a functional purpose and brands that cater to a luxury purpose. So functional would be, yeah. For example, if I was to take the uh, t-shirt example, it may be a t-shirt from Primark, okay? So it's a product that I need. It's a brand that's functional. I can pick up a t-shirt for about three, four pounds from Primark. It does the job. That's it. If I was to look at uh, brands that cater to more of a luxury, um, yeah, taking the same example of clothing, that could be a uh, a Ralph Lauren t-shirt or yeah, whatever, Armani t-shirt, some designer branded t-shirt. That would be more of a luxury product within clothing. Yeah, so that's how I see it. I, I, I sort of segment it in my head, the product by need and want. 
um, and then the brands I segment by things that are catered to more functional and things that are catered to more luxury purposes. Yeah, so that's a very sort of a very structured, logical type way of breaking it down. I don't know whether I've yeah put a bit too much thought into it, but that's is a good way for me to crystallize it in my head. So asking you guys, what does materialism, products, brands mean to you? And actually, just before I ask you as well, so I mean, in terms of um, the products and brands and materialism, I would see it as materialism as those things that I don't necessarily need. So it'd be wants and it'd be, you know, your luxury uh, branded items. So that's where I put a large emphasis on those is how I would um, perceive materialism. So putting a large emphasis on those and doing it really to yeah, please other people is how, how I would describe it. So what about you guys then? How would you, what does materialism mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I sort of agree with you a little bit, um, except for the part where you say it's sort of pleasing other people it's not necessarily always the case yeah sometimes you purchase goods you know to sort of maybe show that you have wealth or that you can keep up with the latest sort of trends but other times it might be just for your sake you know psychologically sometimes you know these marketing companies they spend millions of pounds or dollars or whatever into marketing products to you to make it seem like you want it and unfortunately these ideas get stuck in your head and then now you feel like you need it and you get some pleasure out of buying these products i, th I think i'd really agree with what shafiq said there um it's not necessarily just about people trying to please others uh, i think that is part of it but I think for a lot of people, it is also about how they feel about themselves, um, about their own personality, I guess. Maybe they feel like they need something extra to kind of bring themselves alive, as it were. Okay. okay. It's interesting. I mean, both of you picked up on the point that I mentioned right at the end, and I'm trying to be controversial for the sake of controversy. <laughs> <laughs> but... But yeah, I mean, it's in terms of showing off. I mean, we'll, we'll come on to that a little bit later because I just wanted to go through a couple of examples and I was going to pose those questions to you as well. Um, but okay, okay. So if we take that out, so uh, in terms of needs and wants and functional luxury, is, is that fairly accurate? Is that fairly accurate breakdown? I think that's, as a general overview, I think that does fit into the bill. Um, but if I was to look at it a little bit closer, um, if we take the example of a T-shirt like you mentioned earlier, um, you could go for something that's a bit more cost effective. I'm going to use the term. Um, but the concern, I guess, that could come with that is how long will that last me? Um, will it last me three weeks, three months, three years? Whereas if I spend a little bit more on what, some might class as a luxury product will it last me you know whatever value that's multiplied by so let's say it's five times more expensive will it last me five times longer um and and effectively save me having to repeatedly make that same purchase within that time so i think there's a balance between the two yeah somewhere in between i think a important point to add on to all of that is 
separating so what i call it is perceived quality and actual quality so if i take an exam so i'll tell you what if i take exam an example of actual quality in review i think that's what you've talked about just there and i absolutely mm. agree with that i do agree with that um, i'll give you an example my boiler broke down about a week ago about two weeks ago it's absolutely freezing cold outside mm. and i don't have the best boiler in the world in terms of the brand um, it's a product that i need is it functional it's questionable it's broken down every year um, the warranty was two years on it and it's pretty much broken down one month after the warranty from that point onwards every year so it was all right for the two years um but that's coincidence, that... isn't it? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know tell me about it tell me about it so a month after um broke down and uh i won't go into the inner mechanics of what happened after <laughs> but let's just uh, manage to recover the costs um, of getting it repaired that time around but it's broken down every year and we've been having to think about well actually if we went for a bosch one that could it comes with a 10-year warranty and actually we would get a lot of value in exchange for the extra price that we have to pay yeah. so although it does cost extra there is extra value um, compared to just a cheap and cheerful household appliance that breaks down. Um, so with our household appliances, actually, we've, I, I wouldn't call them luxury, but we have gone for more higher-end premium products, which have lasted a lot longer compared to some of the cheaper br brands that we've purchased when it comes to household appliances. So just so... So in terms of brands, I would say that's actual quality, the difference between that. Then you've got perceived quality. So if I take the example, if we take the example of clothes again, um, if I take my Primark t-shirt and I take a uh, Ralph Lauren jacket that I do also own, um, which <laughs> I'm not massively proud of, but I own both of those. And to be honest, there's, there's no difference in quality. Both have been manufactured in you know, Bangladesh or Indonesia or wherever it is and probably in the same factory so there is very little difference in quality between the two apart from you know one of them has a logo of a horse on it and the other one doesn't so I would say that's perceived quality that's just purely logo there's actually no quality difference between them it's, it's just in people's heads um, where a company has built a very strong brand for itself and mm. charge a premium for it. So excellent point. I would narrow it down to those two points. I'd, I'd, I'd segment it a little bit further and say perceived quality and actual quality, and they're very different. Very different. Uh, obviously, you mentioned that in the terms of clothing, but I have actually seen that in, in other areas. Um, um, something like, you know, one of the hot drinks that you, when you've got a sore throat, kind of lemps if I guess. Um, there was an article where the higher end product and the, the same effective product from a, a you know a more cost effective buying option, shall I say? Um, but actually, the product within the packet was manufactured in the same factory, and literally, it's just the label. So all the ingredients are exactly the same on both ends, but for one, you're paying maybe half the price of the other. 
but literally as you mentioned it's just that perceived quality that you might get from the other one which but when you break it down actually they're both exactly the same thing inside so it, it, it doesn't just apply to clothing i guess it, it applies across the border really, doesn't it mm -hmm. yeah i mean it applies to uh, industries vary quite significantly isn't it i mean industries are going to differ and then in terms of where businesses position themselves as well in terms of the market as well you know you've got brands that are I, i'm going to be completely honest i'm going to be completely honest that i would say are quite superficial right um i put my neck yeah. out of the line there that i would say are quite superficial and again i mean i do own a ralph lauren jacket and yeah i i, I mean we'll get into that a little bit later i guess i can, I can be shallow at times <laughs> as well um so i'm not judging other people in that sense but um yeah, it can. Uh, yeah, it does make a difference. Um, oh, yeah. So I was just going to ask about sort of the uh, Ralph Lauren jacket that you've got at the time when you purchased. Was that a gift or was that something you actively purchased? And, you know, was it um, when you purchased, was it, oh, I wanted a good product or was it, okay, you know what, I just want something that's designer brand? Do you remember sort of the thinking behind it at the time when you got it? Yeah, I do. I remember it very clearly, actually. Um, it was a it gift. Perceived, yeah, because I was going to say, is it, it perceived quality or is it, you know? It, it, it's a hundred percent perceived quality. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was a gift. Um, was a gift to me from yeah. me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, in that sense. But, but, but my thought process behind it was, um, I had a similar jacket when I was a lot younger, um, and thought, well, actually, you know what? I came across it and it was a fairly impulse buy as well. So it wasn't the, I, I, I don't shop like that very often, but um, that is what it was. So again, we're, we're not criticizing anybody here because <laughs> I think North Rivers may have made very similar decisions. Um, but do you think like, not just yourself, but with that ja jacket that you've got and with us when we've got sort of designer branded goods, do you think we look after them better because of the value they hold? So designer branded goods have a larger value than the non-designer ones. And so naturally we may feel more inclined to look after it. So when it comes to wear and tear, we may be a bit more protective over it where we think, oh, something that's, I don't know, 20 quid, we think, oh, it's all right if it gets a small tear or a bit of a scuff if it's clothing, but a ruffle or a jacket, <laughs> um, you'd be like, whoa, hold on. You know what? I'm not going to wear it for this. You know, I'm only going to wear it for special occasions or whatnot. Uh Yes, yeah, yeah. Of course, I take care of it more um, than the uh, yeah, four pound t-shirt from Primark. I do, but I don't. I don't think that's a good justification for purchasing that jacket. I don't. I don't think it is. Um, to, looking after it a little bit better um, still doesn't make up for the extra ninety whatever ninety mm. quid mm. for it. I think if we're going to do a comparison in that sense, it should be a case of if I looked after both products equally, which would last longer. And if it was the higher quality product, well, the perceived higher quality product at the very least, how much longer would it last compared to how much more it cost? And and I, I, I like that point because I, I, I do a very quick 
you know, when you're looking at appliances and appliances and stuff, mm. I do a lot of very quick maths. Okay, right. So that's got a seven year warranty. That's three hundred and fifty pound. That works out fifty pound a year. And you know, there's a whatever cheaper, more better value for money brand. Um, that's two hundred pound, but two year warranty. So a hundred pound a year. So you know, just making those um, distinctions. But again, I mean, we're going from perceived to actual quality in terms of my jacket. Or, I don't want to sort of fixate on the jacket. Too much. <laughs> but, I, but. I think the warranty thing that you mentioned is an interesting one because it can bring a sense of peace of mind for a lot of people that if I do have a problem with it, I'm covered without any real financial loss there. I'll yeah. get some form of a fix or a replacement, you know, without too much hassle. And, you know, you mentioned with the boiler um, at this time of year when it's, you know, freezing cold that's the last thing that you want to have breaking down um, yeah. and if we were to roll into that your jacket when you come outside you don't want that to kind of fall apart a bit either it says a lot so about a brand as well mm. when they can guarantee 10 years or five years you know on a particular product it says a lot about the company um it it wouldn't be cost effective for them to offer that guarantee unless they were sure that the product would last mm. a reasonable amount of time and that's the only reason they do it. Yeah. If it was breaking down every year and they'd have to send, you know, engineers out and parts out to fix it, it just it wouldn't be worth it, regardless of how much you're paying for that product. But it's because they know that chances are it will last. Nothing's going to mm. go wrong with it. They're using, you know, good quality parts inside their products. Yeah. You know, and it's engineered really well. If we take the boiler, for example, you know, and I, that's why they do it. I think, you know, with... With actual quality, I think it's a lot easier to make a call on which one's better, right? Just, you know, a boiler is fairly black and white, isn't it? It's just whatever you can afford to buy within your budget, I suppose. Um, if you can afford to pay for the extra warranty, that's all well and good. But if you can't, then you go for a you know, whatever, lesser brand. I think the nuance is a little bit more within you know, that perceived quality. And yeah. that, that's where I said, I think, you know, where you can get a little bit carried away, a little bit materialistic and a little bit shallow. I think that's where the issue is. But I'll tell you what we'll do, guys. We'll carry on the conversation because we are about to go to a break. And just to remind you all at home, if you are listening, um, if you like anything we've said, if you don't like anything we've said, disagree, agree, anything you want to contribute towards our conversation, drop us an email and we can share any of your thoughts on the radio uh, a very sort of quick summary on the topic we're talking about materialism today and how products how brands fit into that um, and actually we're now talking about quality as well so we're talking about actual quality differences between brands and we're talking about perceived quality uh, differences between brands so we're just exploring those things a little bit further and we hope that inshallah we can all at the end of it be a little bit more reflective and a bit more critical in the way that we make decisions as um, buyers, as people that purchase products and things and hopefully inshallah um, be better at spending, a bit more uh, careful with how we spend. <laughs> 